Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Okay, cool. All right. Should we do this next bit? Do you want to introduce this bit? Yes. Yes. Oh, shit. I've got to actually introduce it. Welcome to Don't Mock My Accent, the show where we work through our lives as expats and everything in between, one day at a time. This podcast is designed by expats for expats. Our goal is to build a community for people living away from their home country, a place they can come to for advice, support, and above all else, a home away from home. A lot of laughs and shenanigans to be expected. In this episode, we are diving into all things expat guilt. What is it, our experiences and how to deal with it, as well as this week's cultural difference, supermarkets and meal deals. Episode number two. Woo! Uh, can't believe we've made it this far. Oh my God, um, shocked, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> This week we're diving into a topic that we, I think it's fairly unspoken in the expat community, but it's something that we've definitely spoken about before and it's something that we've experienced and that is expat guilt. Expat Expat guilt. guilt. That was not planned. (laughs) I do kind of love it. Because we're in Spain too. Yeah, expat guilt. But what do you mean by expat guilt? It's a great question, Anna. <laughs> so I guess the easiest way to define expat guilt is that it's um, a feeling that you have that you're missing out on a life that you kind of like once lived or like is home or is something that's familiar to you. Mm. So I guess it's important to say from this segment that homesickness and expat guilt are two separate things. And obviously we're talking about our experiences with it and how I guess we've experienced it, but it does come in so many different ways. But I guess it's mainly, we mainly experience, I guess, through our family and our friends and them kind of like them trying to say to us, you know, we really wish you were here. And it's all, it's those kind of conversations of saying, we really wish you were here, you know, oh, this thing is coming up, like, oh, you should be here for this. Oh, I just thought of this. And I thought, oh, Lauren should be here to experience this. So it's, kind of like you're hearing from them saying that they want you there but you're not necessarily feeling like you need to be there but you you'll feel you're guilty because you're not there Mm, yeah 
Exactly. It's so hard to define because I think it means something different to everybody, but it's certainly a feeling that I've come across a lot in the community over the last year and a half I've been living overseas. And Lauren and I think it's quite funny because I think I was feeling really down one day and this wasn't even that long ago, like a couple of months ago. And Mm. I sort of brought it up with her and I was kind of like, hey, do you, this, this sounds really bad, but do you ever feel like you just want people to stop telling you they that you wish you were there like do you ever just want people to stop doing that and you're like yeah and I was like oh my god I don't feel so guilty anymore um because I just yeah it's it's just one of those things where no one is ever like ill intent when they're talking to you about these sorts of things when they're at home like saying oh my god we just had the best time at this party for example and we were just thinking about you and talking about you and we just wish you were there and it's just not the same without you and we just miss you so much and I know that you just want to be there and it just gets quite a lot sometimes and Mm. it's difficult because yeah like I said they don't have any malice but you're at the same time like shut up (laughs) literally (laughs) I love you so much and I really appreciate you saying this but I just can't take this, especially with the pandemic like happening and seeing people live a COVID-free summer. Mm. Um, yeah, it is. It is a really, really hard one, and and actually, like Lauren said, it is very unspoken. So here we are talking about it. Yeah, because and I think as well, like going back to that thing about homesickness and expat guilt. So I think homesickness is when you have that yearning. Just to clarify, it's when you have that yearning to be back home it's when you're missing home it's when you're saying god I wish I was there whereas Mm -hmm. the expat guilt side of it is saying is people kind of saying to you that they wish you were there and you kind of feeling guilty that you've taken away I guess yourself from their life yeah even though you're saying yeah yeah so you're like you're ha- you're living your best life and you're like going for a gold and you're having a great time and then suddenly you're on the call with your mum and she's saying oh, I really miss you. And, oh, we were at this restaurant the other day and we, I just thought, oh, God, Lauren should be here. And it makes you feel so guilty that you're not there because, you, like, it's their life and you're no longer there every day experiencing the life with them. Yeah, and, like, I was saying to Lauren about this when we were writing this episode about how when you decide that you want to sort of up and leave and move overseas, you are starting a second life here. And for the people around you and also for yourself, I guess you never picture and those people that you love around, you never really picture a life that you're not really there all the time. Like, of course you're on FaceTime and social media and all that kind of stuff. But at the same time, they they might have pictured you in their life. Like, for example, you know, if you meet somebody when you're living overseas, you actually settle down, you get married, you have kids, you know, they probably thought, oh, well, they'll get married in the country where wherever you're from. For, for example, Australia, you, you get married in Australia, you have kids in Australia, you have su- Sunday dinners in Australia. And like, I think that's, that's how I feel about it personally. I, I just feel like sometimes with my friends and my family that they sort of, picture a life or pictured a life with me for so many years and I've kind of up and left and they've just gone wait a second like that's quite an adjustment and you've brought that on us um Mm. and I don't think that you should ever feel guilty about moving and being selfish but it is hard to deal with do you know what I mean yeah I think that's the thing as well and it's 
you never feel you should never feel guilty for making your decisions to move overseas because and that's like that's what we're trying to like we want to remind everyone with this like this is a very common feeling but we want to remind you that it's your you have every right to be on the journey and doing this thing that you're doing which is moving overseas because mm-hmm. it is such an amazing experience and I wouldn't take it away for anything like I think it's the best one of the best things I've ever done mm-hmm. and you should never feel guilty for it but it's always this these little things that happen whether it's like through I guess talking to people on social media speaking to family and friends watching different occasions play out back home whether that's you know weddings birthdays engagements everything that's happening with people you love back home all those things are going to make you feel a bit guilty for not being there but you just need to like step back and remind yourself like you are here for a reason and you have every right to continue your path continue your journey and continue just do you yeah, it's Without definitely a help. selfish it's a selfish decision that you make. But let's just remind ourselves that selfish decisions aren't negative decisions. Um exactly. Preach. Preach it. Preach it. Um we all deserve to do what we want in our life and and if moving overseas is something that you've always wanted to do, then you should definitely fulfill that dream and no one can really stop you and they're all, of course, they're going to be upset maybe for a second. But, you know, if they are really people that you want to have in your life, they'll support you no matter what you want to do, um, even if it is hard for them. Um, but you do feel bad. You really do because you kind of feel like you put something on them. Like you're, oh, this is bad. Not, it's not even bad to say, but you, okay. I feel like sometimes I just put a burden on my loved one's life because I'm making them upset that I'm, not there every day um I 100% know what you're coming from yeah yeah yeah. and like that's hard to deal with but at the same time they are so supportive of my move they are they don't want me to be Mm. in Brisbane like they want me to be here but it is really hard on those days where they're calling you and they're really really upset and you just there's nothing you can do and that's it's like hard it's that it's that that classic like hip um hypocritical saying that they have like they'll say to you one in literally the same sentence say um god I just really miss wish you were here you know you should be here but I'm so happy you're doing what you're doing <laughs> like I'm so glad you're doing this while you're young I'm so glad you're like you should be doing this and you should be traveling and living your life but oh god I wish you were here and it's like mm. I can't please you on like every single like I can't do I'm not two people like yeah <laughs> I, I know do what I'm doing I know I just gotta do you gotta do your life like you got to live your life yeah. by your rules and your standards. And yeah, it is it, it like before you move overseas and for people that are thinking of doing it, um, it's definitely something to be thoughtful of, but don't let it stop you because at the end of the day, you know, sort of leading into, you know, how to deal with it, you kind of have a fa- you find a family wherever you decide to live. So overseas, you do find a family here and you end up kind of having like a like a double life um literally so so it is something to be wary of when you move that it is going to be really hard and it actually does take a very big emotional toll but you have so many people around you that feel the same and I feel like expat guilt is just not spoken about no like it's it's just not spoken about people because you don't want to sound you don't want to sound bad for saying it do you know what I mean I 100% know what you mean and I think as well like as you say, when you say, well, like you're building a family over here, like you, 
that's why also when you do even have the thought about moving back home or, you know, maybe ending your journey, you do get into so many mindsets about it because you're like, oh, I'm so excited to go see like people back home. But at the same time, you're like, I don't want to leave what I've built here. Mm. Like, I don't want to leave that. And like, it is that double life where you're like, but now I'm leaving this life. That's not, I don't want to do that yet. And then you just get so conflicted about it all. I know. I know. Yeah, it is. It is really hard. And like, you know, it can take a bit of a strain. And for anyone who is living overseas at the moment, especially with COVID and lockdown, like I take my hat off COVID. too because COVID it, has it, made it a lot worse. It's been COVID really hard. The only thing that's really got me through, to be honest, is like my support system here, my community here, my my Aussies, Kiwis, South Africans. Um, they're all so so good. And everyone's in the same boat. You know? Everyone's in the same boat. And it is true because like pre-COVID, you always I think you always felt a, I think COVID brought out a lot more of the expat guilt because at least you knew that if something happened back home, you could be home within, well, for us from the UK to Australia, like we could be home within 24 hours. Like you knew something went down, someone would call you and you could be home in 24 hours and you would be there and you wouldn't have to do any quarantining stuff now. But now it's like, I need notice to be able to get home. And then I need to go through the process of like, even being able to get a flight, even me having to quarantine. So you're just like, when things happen, you have to really, it's not easy. So it makes it feel further away. And I think it also heightens that guilt of like, oh, maybe should I have gone home earlier? Like mm. when the pandemic started so that I was with my parents now, whereas, or like with my loved ones now, but now you kind of just like, well, hey, I'm just going to chill for a bit. Like yeah. I can't do anything about There's it. There's nothing can I? you can do about it. Literally nothing. But I think the, the, the ways to deal with it, like we said, is, is talk to the community around you, be open and vulnerable because chances are the person you're speaking to is going to be feeling the exact same way. 100%. Expat um, communities are like the best way to, I guess, to understand like every how everybody else is also dealing with it. And also just to remind yourself that you're not alone in like these feelings. Yeah. Like if you, if you're not already, I mean, I know most people are just like go on Facebook and find legit Literally. groups. Like uh, there's Aussies in London in the UK, Kiwis in London. If you're not already on those, there's yeah, like one London called, New Girl. Yeah. London, London, New Girl. London Stayers as well for people who decided yeah. to stay in the UK. And then they have like their own chats of like different parts of London or girls, or I think there's like a thirsty chat <laughs> if you're into that. <laughs> but, that um, so but that's the thing is like people are desperate to talk to one another and build a community. So jump on Facebook. There are so many online communities on Facebook that you can access and you can talk to. And even if you're like, even just people that, even the people you work with, people you live with, like anyone, and you could just say any of your support network that you build over here, you just say to them, like, do you understand? Do you know what this feeling is that I'm feeling? Like, mm. do you get it? Do you know where I'm coming from? And most people would say, yeah, I get it. Like, yeah. Like I know at work, they've been so, so supportive. Like, you know, through this whole thing and they like always say oh well we're you know we're your family like we're, we're here for you which is mm. so nice and if I had never sort of mentioned it to them I, I don't think I've gone into depth but I I have brought it up a few times then they would never know where to be there for me as yeah. like I am there for them with their things that they have on and even with like my partner Charlie obviously he's seen everything <laughs> the, the highs <laughs> and the lows but he's always there and um yeah, the, the people, people get it. They just people get, get it. how hard it is. Yeah, yeah. And um, then I think that maybe, and then like go, moving on from that one, I guess our next uh, tip on how to manage it is 
I guess, I mean, it's a, it's a tricky one to approach, but it's set boundaries with your loved ones. And that could be anything from just being open and honest with them. As Anna kind of mentioned before, just kind of saying, I can't like, no, like don't tell, don't say that to me or I don't need to hear that at the moment. Or, you know, just saying honest, you know, like you, I know, understand where you're coming from, but the, when you say that it makes me feel like this mm-hmm. and I don't think I should feel like this. Yeah, from, that, I, from what I'm doing. Yeah, exactly. I think um, being honest is really important, but then also following up with a new plan is really good. Mm. So like instead of you going into every FaceTime conversation with people back home, all you're going to talk about is COVID. All you're going to talk about is how you miss each other. Or like, you're what are you about, doing this week? It's like, oh, yeah, nothing because I'm in lockdown. Woo-hoo. Exactly. <laughs> so like I know it sounds so cliche and a little bit lame, but just come up with activities and plans, like whether it is another quiz or whether it's a, like Cards Against Humanity online or just something a little bit different. It might it sound helps. it might sound a bit blah, but actually it's going to help your mental stability in the long run for sure. Um, and I and- can I can 100% vouch for that as well because I remember last year when Melbourne was going through their really tough lockdown and we had some family friends in Melbourne and my brother who was in Brisbane, he was doing like quizzes with them. And then mum and I ended up joining those quizzes because it was always around like a Sunday night for them, a Sunday morning for us. So then it became like for a good like month and a half, every Sunday we were doing these like quizzes, but it was such a nice way to catch up. Cause I catch up with my parents, as you know, Anna, I catch up with my parents every Sunday morning that's usually the best time we always have a chin wag on a Sunday morning, their evening. So I just found it was such a nice breakup to kind of know that I had this activity planned. It was a way to catch up with them, but it was in a format that we were both distracted in. And it wasn't just the same kind of conversations all the time. It was just, Mm. we were able to kind of, you know, spend time together virtually yeah exactly without just honing in on the fact that we're not together (laughs) yeah exactly exactly I did with my parents the other day I um because they've never so I've moved like they did come and visit me when I first moved here but I've since moved from then and I live in a really beautiful part of London that I love and I've always wanted them to come and visit um but obviously that's not happened so what I said was I was like why don't I take you on a walk so we got on FaceTime and I just sort of had it on yeah. the other opposite camera opposite me and we sort of went on a walk around Greenwich near where I live and it was so nice and they were like oh what's that you know and I was like oh that's the naval college here's Cuddy Sark you that's know the big pirate such ship. A nice idea it was so nice and it just wasn't about it just wasn't about COVID and actually it was honestly the most freezing wet disgusting day ever <sighs> it was so uncomfortable no one else was out walking but us and my hands like I think I had hypothermia by the end but it was so good um so That's even so nice. yeah exactly so even when maybe like restrictions ease or wherever you are they're a little bit more ease take them around the city like do a little tour you know like tour. just ideas. of your area like yeah, you are, yeah. they want to know where you live they want to know where you do your shopping they want to see the supermarkets you know <laughs> I think that's a thing of reminding yourself like there are certain loved ones back home that don't give a shit about like what you're doing with your life over here because they just can't relate but with the ones who are closest to you will have a genuine interest and they like all they want to, all they want to. I think from their point of view, they just want a reminder that they're thought of and they're still part of your life, even though you're living this other life. Yeah. So I exactly. think like finding ways to kind of make those like shared experiences, or make even make this like this second life you have a shared experience with them. I think can definitely help overcome that guilt because at least they know that you're not forgotten. So I think that's another like 
I guess, really valuable way to, I guess, overcome the guilt side of it. Yeah. And, and I mean, the other thing, the last thing I'll add to sort of setting boundaries is timing. Um, if you honestly, if you feel more distressed rather than calm or happy when you get off your phone with the loved ones, like maybe just think about how often you're speaking to them. Like there's nothing wrong with you skipping a week and actually just messaging them instead. Um, it's all about honesty. And yeah, if you, if you just need a bit of a break one week, there is absolutely nothing wrong with that at all. As long as you're still checking in of course yeah um, but yeah there's nothing wrong if you if you just feel like you're not up to it saying no because you you got to put yourself first sometimes absolutely 100 percent. yeah time on social media is so important like as well yeah 100 percent. like I'm <laughs> I think Lauren and I both turned off well I didn't I don't think but Lauren you you got rid of your Instagram app over Christmas because you I lost it to see it five days <laughs> that's good though it was a few days before christmas that i turned it on again yeah but i just i yeah and it was it was purely so that like well that i feel like that also was more of a homesickness thing of being like oh i'm not there and everyone's having a good time especially when we're stuck in lockdown here in australia was like pumping yeah i know <laughs> it, was like, it was honestly so it annoying. was so bad it was so, so annoying. annoying to watch but even just time on social media can really help you just kind of like in a way like separate yourself from those people back home and remind yourself to like be in the moment of where you are and appreciate where you are yeah. like overseas and I think also just value your experience over here. So I think that's why time on social media can be helpful for expat guilt. Yeah, just remind yourself to live your best life. You're there yeah. for a reason, even if it's for a pandemic. Who cares? Just go and live it. Literally. And that brings us to our fight. Like that brings us to our third point about, I guess, how to overcome expat guilt. And that is just re- regular reminders that it's okay to be selfish and to live the life that you want. As we've said repeated, repeatedly um, in this little segment, but it is okay to be selfish because you have every right to be. Yeah. Like you're only living your life. Like that's what you're, you're doing. Living, you only you have one life guys. Like, I know. come on. I just, I know we're turning into motivational speakers now. I'm not mad about it. But at the end of the day, you're not, you don't want to live your life for anybody else but yourself. And you taking the step to move overseas is already such a big step. So just make the most of it. Um, you know, you might be there for a year. You might be there for two years. You might be there for the rest of your life. Who knows what's going to happen? Just make the most of it while you're there. I think I'm literally going to walk into London this weekend from Greenwich. It's probably going to take me like an hour and a half. Maybe. Who knows? But I'm just going to go there. I'm going to look at the Tower of London and I'm going to be like, hell yeah, I live in London. This and is And sometimes sick. those are like the best reminders because I went for a walk around Central a couple of weekends ago and it was just such a nice reminder that like, especially when you have, haven't been there for a while, but it was just such a nice reminder of like, oh my God, that's right. I'm in London. Like, yeah. Just remind yourself why you did it because you did it for a reason. You would not have saved up all that money, gone through the actual excruciating process of getting a visa, um, getting literally. on that fly and like traveling overseas to another country where you really don't know anybody for nothing, you know? Oh, absolutely. So, and, 100%. um, and yeah. That's that's what I'll say about expat guilt. But um, if you if if anybody has experienced it or wants us to touch on on anything that we've spoken about, please let us know on our Instagram. Slide into our DMs. We welcome it. And even if you just feel like you want to talk to someone about how. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. 
That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Uh, your, your experience with expat guilt and just like, if you want someone to talk to about it, like obviously we're not trained therapists, but if you just need someone to chat to or to start a community with or to like hang out with, like just contact us because that's what we're, that's what we want to do with this podcast. We just want to try to build that community and why not start with just reaching out if you're really struggling with this sort of stuff? 100%. 100 100%. 100%. 100%. <laughs> Such an Aussie thing to do. Whatever. 100%. I love it. Oh my God. So that was a lot. That was a lot, Anna. That was a lot. We dove right in. I loved it. <laughs> Me too. Now, this wouldn't be don't mock my accent without somebody mocking our accent. <laughs> um, so I just wanted to start off thought of the week, cultural difference of the week with this little gem. Lauren, I, I will hand over to you. I know this is your baby. So yeah. tell us more. So. Anna, oh, love it. Basically, this actually happened a few months ago and I remembered it and it made me chuckle so much. Tickled you. It tickled my funny bone. <laughs> but... Ew. <That's... laughs> oh, sorry, that, t- that really tickled me, that. <laughs> oh, Christ almighty. Um. <laughs> So basically, I, my, one of my colleagues who lives in the USA, she 
we were talking about our accents and the differences in our accents and all the that fun stuff that comes with it. A typical conversation. A typical conversation. And we brought this up because she started watching H2O Just Add Water, which is like the best, like, Teen Banger. Mermaid show absolute ever. Teen, and we... No, best, no, not even just Teen Mermaid show, just absolute banger of a TV show, full banger stop. Of a t- yeah, honestly, Tell me banger, no of a t- more. <laughs> banger of a TV show, full stop. We basically grew up watching it. It was filmed at, on the Gold Coast, only like 40 minutes away from us. So it was, you know, a homegrown gem. Before they we went into, uh, before they... So they were mermaids before they became vampires. So we were like yes. the OG yes. before the vampire um, diary situation. And to give you a quick, like, quick, really quick rundown of the show, basically these three teenage girls, they're not even really friends, and they stumble across this magic lagoon thing in a volcano. And they, they just stumble across it. They stumble across it. They're somehow on this random <laughs> island and they end up having to like, they fall down this tunnel and they end up in this like blue little magic lagoon and it's on a full moon night and the moon comes over and all the sparkly stuff comes out and they, that basically the magic turns them into mermaids. And then the next day, each of them like discover a way that they become in contact with water. Like one of them's in the bath, one of them's a swimmer. So she went in a pool and basically one contact with water turns them into a mermaid. And it is the best show. It is so great. It just made me want to become a mermaid. Anyway, my friend, my colleague in the US, she started watching it and she was like, what is this show? This is ridiculous. And then we started talking about Oh my god, have you seen the TikTok that is spiraling the universe? Can I just it's... preface this for a Go second? On. Sorry to interrupt. But the names of the girls in the show are uh Emma, Cleo, Cleo. and Ricky. Is Ricky. That... Is Ricky, Ricky, isn't it? Yeah. She was Anyways, my favorite. Spiral the universe. Continue, continue. So basically it was these Americans who had discovered the show because it landed on Netflix. And they were imitating our accents because they just thought it was so freaking hilarious. And I mean, their 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 impersonations were so so bad, so bad. And my friend, we started talking about it, and she sends me a voice note of her doing it and trying to do the Australian accent, and it just made me laugh so much. So we're gonna play it for you guys right now. Please enjoy. Enjoy. Oh no, the condensation. <laughs> Emma. <laughs> Cleo. <laughs> Thank you to Jenny for that glorious voice note. <laughs> Jenny, Jenny, Cleo. Jenny. Cleo. Emma. Emma. The condensation. condensation. No, it's Cleo. It's Emma. It's condensation. <laughs> <laughs> Tell it how it is. And that's the end of that. So anyway, we wanted to share that because we felt it was in true essence of get off my accent. The condensation. <laughs> Can't go Cleo. over it. Cleo. Okay, we'll stop. We'll put the link of the TikTok down below if you are interested. It's yeah, if you are interested, really we'll educate share yourself on this. Um, we'll share it on our Instagram. For oh easy yeah. Access. If you want to have a look, sees. Okay, Lauren. Um, I think we start every section, okay, Lauren, but I yeah. love it because I want I'm you to listen it. to me and what I'm saying. 
I'm vibing. Here it. we go, boys. Radio cultural mother effing differences. We've it's all experienced time. it. We all know and love it. It's time. What the hell are we on about today? We are on about da 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 supermarkets. Supermarkets. Oh my god! I swear this is a thing worldwide that. You don't even need to be in the UK. Like you could go to the US, wherever. Be like, how do these people live off these supermarkets? Oh my gosh, so true. If it's not in your home country, you're like, how does these work? How do these work? I I must say to sort of start us off. When I came here, and okay, I've been here for a year and a half now. I still don't know where to find anything. I still don't know what to do. Why don't you have produce? Why don't you have certain things in certain, like, supermarkets? Oh, my God, can we please dive into this? The layouts are so annoying. Mm, they're like, so annoying. so annoying. And I'm like, this isn't very clear. <laughs> this is not clear for me. So, basically, of course, I guess this is a bit London-specific, and we will be talking about supermarkets in the UK. But, look, there are so many different elements when it comes to supermarkets. I think... Before we really get into the layout, I want to really dive into the different brand types. Yeah. <laughs> brand power, helping you buy better. So why don't we kick us off? I We haven't even written down this list because I know that you and I, Lauren, are going to get this straight away in terms oh, of, yeah. do you want to go from bottom to top, top to bottom? Like, what's your vibe? Let's go bottom to top. Okay. So, okay. I hope That's you agree really with me, but like number one, the, the mm. bottom. Mm. I'm going to say is Iceland. Ooh. Don't say little. It's definitely Iceland. Yeah. You know what? I will agree with you on that. So Iceland. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I will agree with Iceland you is like a shitter Aldi. <laughs> um, it's, <laughs> it's like a shitter Aldi. It's like it's it a one way system. Best it's a one way system. It's so infuriating. <laughs> I don't, to be honest, I actually have nothing more to discuss about Iceland because I've never been in a nice no, little Move in my life. on, next one. Okay, what do you think the next one is for you? I, I think I'm going to have to say little. Yeah, I agree. I'm going to say little. I'm also going to say little as well. It's basically a cheaper Audi. Yeah, it is. It's a cheaper it's Audi. It's a cheaper Audi. You get good deals in there though. You get some really cheap stuff. A lot of expats shop in little because it's very cheap. Yeah. It's not too bad. It actually isn't too bad, but it is just like one of the cheaper, like cheapest in the, options. In the general scheme of things, it's definitely second from the bottom. Um, I don't know if you know this, Lauren. I've heard mm. Little Bakery is out of this world. Really? Yeah. I've heard Ooh. this from my English friends, but then again, I don't know how much I can trust their taste. <laughs> so I'll have to test it out for myself. I don't think there's a little yes. around me, but um, I don't know. If you guys know about the Little Bakery, please let us know and what we need Do to taste. Yes, give us your um top little bakery preferences. That yeah, would be ideal. That would be great. I hope we said that right. <laughs> Did you? Would you come here? I said little, little, little. No, I say little. I say little. Yeah, it's confusing. Little. All right, Anna. What do you think the next one is? Okay, the next one is this one. I. This is difficult. This is actually really this is a hard one. Actually. And please don't hate on me one. for this. But okay. I'm going to say mm. Aldi. Mm. I know what you were going to say. In two, I'm am in two minds about this Do one. Do you want to hear why? Go on. Because are you going to say Asda was on the other? I was going to say Asda, yeah. yeah. So there's Asda and Aldi. 
Now, mm. the reason I put Asda above Aldi is because right. there's more selection and they also have the brands. Oh, that is a good point. Yeah. Although Aldi is becoming um, better with their brands. Like they have yeah. more well-known brands in there. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I'm not one to talk. I shop at Aldi every week. I think I'm going to switch it up to Asda this week. But, you know, it's, this is exciting lockdown stuff. So, yeah, so I'm going to say Aldi purely for that reason. But Aldi here is worse than in Australia. Aldi oh, Australia yeah. is great. Um, but I guess in London and maybe it depends where you live, but all these supermarkets have like small, medium, large. You can get them in a small, medium, large. Like you have like the express ones and then you've got like the locals and then you've got the big superstores. Yeah, exactly. But there's never anything that you need or want in the ones that you go into. So it's always difficult yes. to find. True. And the Aldi, like I always end up having to go to another supermarket after I do my weekly shop because it mm. literally 10 times out of 10, they don't have everything I need. Um, but I do love it. Great prices. And to be fair, a lot of the stuff in there is good quality. Yeah, it is actually very good quality. And I think, I think it's pretty safe to say though, that Asda and Audi are pretty much, I would say like on, on par. par, like they're, they're pretty much on the same level. I do love I Asda say. though, because I mean, we could talk about Aldi, but every, everyone great. has Aldi. So it's fine. Asda is great because it's cheap. Got the brands. Mm. Also, it's like a two in one. You can go shopping for clothes and homewares and yes. your groceries. It's like, and they're all this, you never get a small No, Asda. that's what I was going to say. There's never like every other supermarket in the UK, like like we said, has like the small, medium, whatever. Asda is always giant. Yeah. Like it's always a massive, massive store. Yeah. So you know you're probably going to get everything, mo- main, mostly everything you need. Yeah, exactly. It's always like an experience going into Asda. And I yes. think Aldi and Asda are very student-y, but also sort of like, I mean, anyone who... But, hey, it's bloody expensive in London, all right? Oh, it so is. I shop, shop in Azure and Aldi 24-7. Um, and then the next one, what would you say? Okay, I'm going to say Tesco. Why? Well, isn't there... There's I would disagree. One, Sainsbury's. Morrison's? No, I would put Sainsbury's above no, Tesco. I'm Tesco. No, no, I'm Tesco. No, 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 no. I would say Tes- I would say Sainsbury's is above Tesco. Why? Just one above. Just one above Tesco. Why? You Quality's have to a little me- bit better. Well, how do you know that? Because I've shopped okay, at both. Well, I <laughs> I disagree. Like every week, I, I shop at both. But that's then because. Tesco Express is a shit, but the big Tescos are good as like they're they're good, like the medium ones. But then it also yeah, depends and that's where, where you that are. is where I do that is where I do my main shopping is like a bigger Tesco. Yeah, they're... and then if I do a top up, I go to Sainsbury's. Like Tesco, yes, Tesco Express is a shit. Sainsbury's locals are epic, but I still think Sainsbury's is better than Tesco. I think there's more variety. You're more likely to get what you need at a Sainsbury's than you are. Tesco. Yeah. Tesco can be really insist- inconsistent with their stock. I always think and of it as Coles is Tesco and Sainsbury's mm. is Woolies. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. But they're so, so it's hard to tell the difference between them. But I, I prefer Tesco only because uh, for A, I used to live in Tooting and I used to go to the Sainsbury's there and it never had anything I needed. So I think it's personal experience. But also that is true, yeah. and I think, and I think also probably like as reality, I think Sainsbury's and Tesco can be part and parcel, like very yeah. much the same, like on the yeah. same level, like because I think it is very subjective to the stores that are around. Yeah, exactly. You. 
And I also think that, I mean, we're going to meal deals in a second, the greatest thing on earth, but Tesco mm. meal deals are way better and that bumps it up for me. Yeah, I can, I mm-hmm. can agree mm-hmm. on that. Okay, mm-hmm. next one. I'm going to say Waitrose. Yeah, I think so too. But yeah, I reckon the second okay, but is he, Here's the thing. I agree in terms of quality that like I'd say Waitrose and then M&S because I know that's what we're comparing. Yes. However. Yeah, I'm saying M&S. In terms of like brand awareness, like brand, not brand awareness, but I'm trying to say like what people think about people who shop at these places. I think Waitrose would be number mm. one because if you say you shop at Waitrose, yes. people immediately are like, oh my God, you're rich. Oh, oh, I shop at Waitrose. But if you say you shop at M&S, yeah. people are a little bit more chill because M&S has like more of a variety of side shops and like, they obviously are like a big clothing department store as well. So it's just like, yeah. but I agree in terms of what I would shop at and I would class as the better one, I'd say M&S is, it slaps. It like rates It it seriously does. And oh my God, their Mm. their meal deals are good too, but I don't actually know if they put a deal on their meals or whether they've just got like. No, they do during, I'm pretty sure they do Ah. during the week and they are like, they're they're really really good. good. So, so good. (laughs) They're really good. They're so um, tasty. So yes, I think I think for me that's how the order would go. Hierarchy um, would go. Yeah. And based on where you shop is based on how you're judged as a person in British society. Um, mm. And yeah, I think we covered all of them. I'm sure there are little ones here <laughs> and there, it. but like they are the main ones. Um, and yeah. Cool. All right. So now we've covered the supermarkets. Now the most important element and the biggest like cultural difference that honestly infuriates me so much, meal deals. Introducing meal deals. Meal deals. The greatest thing in all the world. You will not find any Australian or Kiwi here in London that will bad mouth a meal deal. It is the best and we can all agree that it needs to be introduced into Australian supermarkets. It does. It, meal deals, seriously, if I think about anything that changed my life for the better moving here, I think meal deals meal almost deals. has to be number one. Yeah. And Mine would be like strategy. meal deals number one, Charlie number two. Like <laughs> meal deals take supreme. Um, so, Anna, what is, let's, for our listeners who yeah. obviously don't know, what is a meal deal? Yeah. Talk to me. So basically a meal deal is most supermarkets do it. You can be biased about who does it best, but essentially you get like a sandwich, a salad, a wrap, like a main yeah, dish. Yeah, like a main. Kind of like a main, main. A snack and a drink for three pounds. Depends where you are, but Tesco, three pounds. And sometimes like Boots is like five pounds or something. Yeah, I think but M&S might be three pound fifty. the end of the day, it's cheap as fuck. It's and so it's usually worth a lot more than that. And yeah. I, like, seriously, the variety, the oh, taste. So good. Quality is on point. Oh, and unreal. also like there is such a strategy to buying a meal deal yeah. that you're getting like the best value for money ever because sometimes the drink which might be like like an innocent smoothie or like a small juice or something that is actually like cost separately like two pound 40 so you want to get that as part of your meal deal because you're getting like you're basically getting that drink for free because you're also getting like a sandwich and a packet of crisps the aim of the game is to get Lauren, get the fuck out of here. Okay, but the aim of the game is to get the most expensive items in the meal deal for three pounds. Mm-hmm. That's what you got to do. 
I think I used to, I can't remember what sandwich I used to get or whatever it was. I think a lot of the time it was like those triple sandwiches oh, or yeah. like the sushi ones. You can get mm. like sushi. Um, and then you get a, like a Starbucks iced coffee can. Yes. Because they're like four pounds or something. They are. They're, they're pricey. Yeah. And then I think you can get, I think what would, prob- I don't know what would then be the snack. I can't remember what it was, but it would have been like, a pack of Maltesers or some like chips or something like that. Yeah, I would but, always go chips. Chips is yeah. always my thing. I know. I always go chips, drink, and then sandwich, obviously. I mean, that's um, but <laughs> seriously, yeah, a lot. I'm so ashamed. Why did I just say that? But I'm just blown away by this. And I think all the supermarkets in Australia need to introduce this ASAP. It's yeah. seriously, I, when we were working in offices, I was living off meal deals every day of my life. It was the best. Because, like, you just can't get, like, obviously, like, I would mainly bring my lunch, but it is, like, for an office worker or a commuter, anyone, like, a worker, (laughs) anyone. Yeah. It is just the easiest, quickest lunch, and it's so cheap. And it's just, you just can't get that value. Because, like, in Australia... You don't have any of those options. You can't find a cheap it's all takeout done for lunch. you. It's, it's like all done you go to a cafe you. and you pay like ten dollars for a sandwich. Yeah. And you're not ridiculous. getting anything else with it. So then it's probably like you end up spending like anywhere between ten to fifteen dollars on lunch. Yeah. But you're spending I, like three pounds, which is what, like five quid five dollars? Yeah. On a meal. It's so good. I used to get like the sandwiches with the cheese in and then when I went mm. back to the office would grill the oh, sandwich. Look at so you. It would just take it to that next level. Oh, you little smarty pants. There are so many different crisps you can so get. Many they varieties. don't compare. They don't compare to Australian. Crisps. I miss Smith's chips. But Smith's chips I miss so I miss, much. I miss I miss I miss Red Rock Deli. I miss Red Rock Deli too. Honey oh. soy chicken. I saw oh. you got a packet the other day. Yeah, but then my mum, oh my god, so she put in kettle. And I was like, this bitch. Oh, kettle honey like, sweet chicken. Like, what the fuck? But then At least I, it was honey soy chicken because you can't get, for all you Aussies out there, you can't get honey soy chicken in, no. in um, the UK. You can't. But so the thing annoying. is, is because we always go to Stradbroke Island, um, mm. which is like an Stratty. island of Brisbane. Stratty. And they'd actually got Stradbroke Island honey for the honey soy chicken with kettle. Ooh. So that's why she did it. But I was literally nice. about to go ate shit on her ass. <laughs> and then I realized that, oh, no, she's done this for a reason. She knows um, you. But yeah, so that's like the meal deal. Let us know which your favorite one is if you live in the UK. Because yes. we want to know. I'm ready to test them out. I have an MS, a Waitrose, a Tesco near me. So yeah. And who knows, know. Anna and I, like when we can see each other in person again, we might even dedicate an episode purely to testing out meal deals. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? So give us like send us your suggestions because we love to see different combinations and See all you smarty pants out there trying to, you really trying to dodge can tell, the system. You really can tell someone's personality by what they choose in a yes. meal deal. So true. Because if you go for like egg and cress, then you're a wet cloth. Like who? I'm kidding. I go for egg. I go for egg and cress. No, so. you don't. Sometimes I do. Sometimes I'm just in the mood for an egg sandwich. I'm I don't think there's anything wrong with that. In the mood for an egg sandwich. <laughs> I like a homemade egg sandwich, but I am never in the mood for a takeaway egg sandwich. Hater. Hater. <laughs> Hater's gonna hate. Well, that is it for this week it's been it's been an experience Anna it's been a roller coaster it has been an emotional roller coaster this week but we've made it 
we've made it. We've honestly made it. Um, so thank you everyone for listening. And remember, please join our community. We really want to hear from you. Any tips, tricks, advice that you want answered, like please get Your in meal touch deal with us. combo. Your meal deal combos, please get in touch with us. Our Instagram is at don't mock my accent. And our Gmail, if you so wish to email us, is don't mock my accent at gmail.com. Write so, us a love letter. Write us a love letter. Honestly, we know we you won't love deny us. it. <laughs>